0: Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? Really Riley? <laughs> Are you running? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Woo! Hello, beloveds. Happy Wednesday. Or, oh my God, no. Today is Monday. <laughs> that just goes to show you what kind of weekend I had. Not in a bad way. Like, it was really, really, really good. It was just very, very, very busy. But howdy welcome back. If you're new around these here parts, which that would be cool. Hey, hi. This is the place. It's my little corner of the world that I call it where I like to talk about all things real, all things Riley, anything from my radio life, my podcast life, mom life, uh, business owner life, um, fitness workouts. We do ask Riley, show me the ring, all the things. Um, So today I wanted to talk to you guys about something that I didn't forget about, but I had to hold off on because I wanted to give it a little attention. National Hispanic Heritage Month. Um, It goes on from September 15th to October 15th, and it's just basically recognizing the contributions of Hispanic Americans to the history, culture, and achievements of the U.S., which I think is really, really, really cool. Um, I would like to think that I have a little bit of a contribution to things in the U.S. I am am Puerto Rican-American. That doesn't mean that I was born in Puerto Rico because I feel like I have to, I don't want to justify that or like explain that further, but I feel like I kind of do. And I'll tell you why in a minute. So I was born in Tacoma, Washington, but I was raised in Florida. Um, And I was raised in a predominantly white Caucasian neighborhood um, area. I think there was probably two or three Hispanics in my school. And I'm not sure exactly what the percentage ratio was for other ethnicities, but it was predominantly white. Most of my friends were white Um, and that's okay. But I didn't grow up with a lot of the Hispanic influence in my life other than my family. And my family is very small. Like I have three DT's, three auntie's, that were in New York or in um, Puerto Rico. There's one that was in Puerto Rico and like all of my cousins were scattered everywhere. So it was really just me, my mom, my sister, my stepfather that raised me and that was it. And I'd always been very, very, very proud of being Puerto Rican. Like that was never something like I shied away from or like was ashamed of ever at all. You know, I did grow up in the days before like J-Lo and before all these amazing Latina women and men that like made it really amazing to celebrate that culture. Um, so I don't know the language fluently. And that's always been a thing that people have like picked at my insecurity on. I don't know. They're like, Oh, you, you could learn it. You're like, you know, I had Rosetta stone for years. Like I just, I haven't yet. I don't know. Like it's something I, I feel kind of eh, about. However, That being said, that doesn't take away from the fact that I am full-blooded Puerto Rican. My parents were both born on the island. Their parents, their grandparents, like everyone in my family was born in Puerto Rico up until their children, you know, were born in America. And then, you know, we started having babies with all different ethnicities. Like I always say, like my family is a rainbow. Um, you know, like my son, my oldest is half black and Puerto Rican. And then my youngest is Asian and Puerto Rican. And Marshall, my husband is every, like, he's got 17 different forms of everything in him. No, I mean, he's, I think he's got Japanese in him. He's got Korean in him, Chinese. So every color of the rainbow, which I love that. My babies are beautiful. And I love that they have such, you know, different cultures within them that they get to learn about and appreciate and celebrate. But when I was growing up, I used to pretend like I knew how to speak Spanish. I just, like, wouldn't, you know, or something like that. I used to be like, you know, I understand more than I speak, which I do, but not really. You know, like, I remember when I was coming up in radio, people were like, oh, you're, you're Latina? Like, oh, you can do this commercial, and you, or you could, like, speak. No, I couldn't. And it was, like, so embarrassing for me. Not that it is now, but it was embarrassing then because... People would always say, like, oh, you don't speak the language. You're not really Puerto Rican. And then I would just kind of, like, shrink down and be like, you know what? Fuck you. Now I'm just like, um, I'm sorry that, you know, all of the DNA and the blood pumping through my veins and this Puerto Rican resting bitch face isn't enough for you. The fact that my name is Segura weeder now, but fuck you. You know, I just, I used to always get too that, like, you don't look Puerto Rican. And that always amuses me too because Puerto Ricans at their core, black, Indian, Spanish, right? So three very different colors of the rainbow there. And my sister, for example, she has very light skin. She's got freckles. She's got one eye that's like hazel and that eye has like an eyebrow that's part blonde and the rest of it's brown. She's got curly hair as well, but it's like a lot um, less tight than my curly hair is. And I know you guys, not all of you guys have seen it because, you know, for years I straightened it, fried the crap out of it because I wanted to be straight like all of my white friends. And, you know, I always had just this identity crisis about that when people be like, oh, you don't look Puerto Rican. I'm like, actually, (laughs) there is no one Puerto Rican that's just the same. Like, I have people in my family that are very, very dark, almost to the point where people think that they're more black than anything else. Like, I've always gotten, like, you look Italian or you look mixed. And I'm like, well, mixed with what? Because technically I mix with a lot. Um, But that always made me feel some kind of way about it. Up until, like, two years ago. Not even. It was, like, a year, like, whoa, wait. Oh, yeah, almost two years ago. Shoot. We went to me and my husband, we went to a family reunion in Puerto Rico, July of 22. Um, so one, like a year and a, some change ago anyway. Um, and I was so excited to show him my Island because I have really only been there like three, four times in my life. And as an adult on my own steam, like <laughs> not having to be on the coattails of family or so I thought, um, cause I'm the baby of the family. That's where the eat that comes from little Raquel. um, but anyway, it was really cool to go back there and show my husband, like, you know, the origin of all that Latina spice. And Puerto Rico's the most beautiful country. Very easily traveled, too. So if you've never, like, been out of the country and you want to do something that's, like, you know, baby steps to traveling like that, perfect place to go. Um, now, granted, a lot of it's not what it used to be before the hurricanes and things, but it's still... I don't know. It's just, like, I I, I never felt... More Puerto Rican than being there, especially this last time, because even when people on the island would understand that I didn't really speak the language, it was like they would kind of be patient and do a little Spanglish for me because I always felt like I didn't want to learn it because I felt uncomfortable practicing it. And, you know, what they say about learning another language is like you have to speak it in your head to speak it fluently. Or something like that. And I mean, no. Like, if you break down the words for me, I could figure it out. When my seven-year-old wants to say, Mommy, how do you say this in Spanish? Or how do you say that in Spanish? Like, I can do the words. But, like, putting together sentences, it was just a lot. And, you know, my mom never really – she didn't teach me. You know, and, and I mean, she says it was because she was trying to protect my sister and I. Because when my sister, who was born on the island, but came here when she was two with my parents – you know, up until she was two, she spoke nothing but Spanish. And then when she went to preschool, it was like, oh my God, like the, the teachers didn't know how to talk to her. So they didn't speak anything but English. And um, that trickled down to me. But even when I tried to learn it in high school, it was like, I just couldn't grasp it. Obviously ADHD now, there's a reason for all of that. Um, I'm not saying it's the only reason, but it was part of it. And so I just got very discouraged about, Not myself being Latina, not the fact that I was Latina. It was that other people thought I was less than in that way. And now, two years later, after we went to the island, or two years ago, whatever I'm saying, when we went to the island and my husband was like, oh my God, this is so amazing. Like, I want this culture. I'm like, babe, well, you know, you're kind of married to it. You've been all up in it. And your son is that. You're both, your sons are that. So, yeah, you kind of got it. But it was very special to be there and just be like, I am loud and proud and Puerto Rican. When I came back from the island, I was so in love again with like everything Puerto Rico. And I still had that golden tan. And I was like, you know, happy from being under the moonlight with my husband, even though there was a lot of family drama. And I remember we had an endorsement with Safeway and they were wanting to send me a birthday cake and they asked what I wanted on it. And I was like, well, I want the big old Puerto Rican flag on this cake. And I remember certain colleagues at the time were like, Ugh. like they were so annoyed by it. One of them being Latino, the others not being. And I was like, what the fuck is your problem about it? Like why? It was almost annoying that all of a sudden I was like coming out of my shell and just embracing it. And I didn't give a shit what anybody said. It, I don't really know what all that was about, but, I just now have been like, I am going to embrace it even further. And I've had so many people after I was started saying like, cause I think I did a video for my husband or something. We we're joking around, like doing a fake ad for, um, this Puerto Rican energy drink or something. And they're like, Oh, doesn't even know how to speak the language, but is Puerto Rican. And, da, 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 da. and like, I put that on my story. Cause I was like, I'm done with people treating me like shit like this for no reason. And a lot of people came out and drove as being like, Riley, like you literally made me feel so much better. I had one woman on TikTok, like make an entire like three minute video about it because she to look at her or so she says, and I could see why I guess some people could say this, that she just completely does not look like she has a trace of anything other than, you know, being Caucasian white or whatever. And she was saying like, I have always felt like the lesser one because I didn't speak the language because I supposedly in other people's eyes don't look like the part. And I'm like, that's just funny because I have never met one Puerto Rican that looks, you know, like certain Puerto Ricans could look like they are from like a completely different country because their skin is so dark or because their skin is so light or whatever. I'm like, that's why I love, you know, the DNA that is Puerto Rican at its origin because it's so different and there's so many different looks to it. I don't know. It's just trickled out into my life more than I ever realized growing up and, you know, being an adult and being a professional in media. Like, yeah, in the beginning, it was like fine to say that I was and look good on paper, you know, because I was a minority, but it wasn't like celebrated like it is now. And it's only been really in recent years that that was more widely accepted or encouraged in a way. And then it felt icky to me, right? Like, it wasn't good then, but it's good now. But it doesn't matter. I'll celebrate it six ways to Sunday. It doesn't matter what, the like, the vehicle is for it. But even, like, my hair. I always post videos now and with my curl pattern because tonight was wash day for the hair. And those of you girls with curly hair know, like, or even just textured hair, it's like a two-hour event. It's literally that... Back in the day in the 60s when people used to be like, not that I was born then, I'm not that old friends, but people would be like, oh, I can't go out. I'm washing my hair. It's literally like it's a, I have to make a date with myself to go do it. It's just, you know, out with the roller brush and straightening it out. And right now I am inches away, literally and figuratively, from embracing my curls and just rocking them. I haven't done that. Oh, my God. I was twenty. Two, the very first time I put like straight up, like permed it straight and did that for like years. And I'll never forget, like my ex-boyfriend had broken up with me like a month before. And I remember we met up for like one of those days where he really just wanted a booty call on you and whatever. But I was like, hey, hey, I'm going to show him my new hair. And I remember him looking at me and he was so enamored with what it looked like. And I looked so gorgeous to him. And he was like, you waited till I broke up with you to do this. And I was like, what the fuck? did that mean? You know, like he's not a bad guy. Like he ended up like, he's very happy with his wife and his kids. And like, we ended up like, you know, reconciling years later and then, you know, just being like, okay, we're cool now. We're, we're friends from a very far away, whatever. But that sat with me for a second. I was like, okay. And for years I was always doing like the keratin treatments, permit straight. And like, it was breaking all over the place. And then Years ago, like seven years ago or eight, whatever the many years, this was like nine years ago now, that I did the Riley Red and I did that for like six years. I stopped straightening it because it would kill it. Like I would literally be bald if I put all of that hair dye in it and did the keratin treatment. So my curl pattern was there. But I always remember like dreading that part of, you know, getting to a new stylist and letting him see my curly hair and be like, oh, here we go. Or like even prom back in the day that was traumatic i'll get to that in a second but it was like it was just i started to see my curl pattern with the red come back and like really missed it honestly when lyric was born and his hair is just like mine like this the tight curls and i was so just in love 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 with the big fro he had looking like a cuter bob ross for years until certain family member cut it off without my permission but I remember him saying at one point, like, mommy, I want line hair. I was like, what does that mean, baby? And he's like, like, yours, line hair. I was like, oh, you want straight hair? And he's like, yeah. I was like, nope, not doing it. Nope, nope, nope. Now he's obsessed with his hair. And I love that. People are like, oh, my God, look at those curls. I'm like, yep, I made that. But hair, like, embracing my curls was always something scary for me. Like, the rest of my family, well, my mom straightened her hair, but her hair is not as tight as mine. My sister never did it. Like, she'll straighten it every once and again, but not – Religiously, like I did, like it had to be straight, and not only that, like I wouldn't even embrace it wearing it down, I would just put it in. Like, you always see me with my hair up, like it's very rare that y'all see me with my hair down unless I have weave. And I'm starting to get away from that now, like, fuck it, this is my hair, like it or not. I don't give a shit because I do. But with prom, oh my god, it was always such a catastrophe because it was always either like they just put it up in a bun or like two little tendrils would be hanging down or it just looked like straight shit because they wouldn't know how to do it. They didn't have all the curly girl hair products that they did back in the day or like that we do now. Like they didn't have the mixed chicks brand or like the co washes that are out there now. And it was either just like the, what's that pink brand that was just like a lotion. And then we had like olive oil or we had gel. My hair was straight crunchy and in a ponytail for like 15 years. But Now, along with everything else, I'm just like, okay, we're, we're super close. I'm still insecure about it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not like insecure, but it's just like, this is the style that I've worn for years. So like as much as I like to change my style with clothes for years, I just think it's going to be a little different. And plus that it's this weird funky length that you kind of can't really do a lot with. So when it like hits a little bit longer, I'm going to do it. I'm going to rock them curls. But today when it was wash day, Lyric, my seven year old came in to ask me a question and he was like, oh, because the curl pattern has gotten so much thicker and so much like more like it was before I did all that crap to it. And he was like, mommy, you look so pretty. I was like, oh my God. Like it was like, it was like healing in her child work. So leave it to me to make being Puerto Rican at its core all about like fashion and looks. But you know, I digress. But anyway, happy Hispanic Heritage Month to all of my fellow Latinos and Latinas out there especially you Izzy fam um I like this month I really want to take the boys to as many um celebrations as I can there was one this weekend um on Saturday but I was doing my pop-up in Essex day so side note if you guys have any suggestions for local festivals in the area please hit me up at Rally Couture on Instagram or really rallypodcast.com um speaking of Essex day this weekend for the pop-up I was so damn happy to be out there and meet some new we got this fam and also some OGs like you guys make me happy so much like it's crazy to me that you guys still not I say this all the time it's like crazy to me that you guys still care but it's just like you know there were some seven years that I was connecting with you guys here in the DMV and then you know everywhere else it's just like a it moves me and, and also like puts me at all that you guys still care like that. It just makes me so happy. Like I got to meet so many of you that I'll converse with all the time on Instagram. And it always makes me happy when people are like, Oh, you know, I told you, but I was like, no, I remember you. I do. Cause I really like, I might not remember everybody's name, but if you tell me a conversation we had, I'll remember it. And if I didn't give me five minutes <laughs> and we'll like get to talk and be like, Oh, you know, like I met some of the, we got this army that I had never met in person before. And they had, like you're, you're people that like, I have gifts that you've given me all over my home. So that's just, it's trippy and fun. And it was a really cool event and it was just neat to be able to see Baltimore fam. Cause like other than other radio events and other people's events, you know, I really didn't get to explore that side of the DMV on my own. So I got to do more events out there. I'm I'm like really excited that I got to be a part of that and grow my business even further, you know, it's crazy what's happening these days. Um, I had a really good conversation too, about listening to the universe and like leaning into whatever it's presenting me. Sounds like, yeah, duh. Aren't you like the, you know, manifestation girl? It's like, well, yeah, but sometimes you try to like control where your manifestations go. (laughs) It don't work like that. If there's anything I've ever learned in my life, it does not work like that. I mean, I'm stubborn. There's a, there's a Latina again. I'm stubborn and I don't want to be told what to do. But sometimes the universe knows better. Most of the time, the universe knows a lot better than you do. So, yeah, it's been a very, very busy weekend um, going into even a busier week. It's just how are we like almost at Halloween? Like what the hell? And is it weird side note that I'm like kind of bummed at what lyric wants to be for Halloween because like the Mario movie came out and like we did that little mommy and me date and he did the whole review on it here on the podcast. If you haven't heard it, it's a couple down and go listen to it. It's adorable. But like they got this um, lyric got his first press package. Um, but that was actually from like a, you know, a old radio contact that it was, he was so sweet to send that for him, but they have like a Mario hat and a little Luigi hat. And I was like, Oh my God, Mario and Luigi because you know, lyrics tall Malin's a little, little guy. But he wanted to be that for a while and then he didn't. Then he wanted to be Darth Vader. I'm like, "Are you even into Star Wars? Like why?" And then he had a little friend have a gaming birthday party this weekend, and Lyric all of a sudden wants to be in gaming and is so obsessed with gaming. I'm like, "Oh god, here we go." <laughs> um but now he wants to be like a Minecraft figure, but a, a specific one. I'm like, uh, "Like this isn't my area. This is the like this is where I get scared about like boys growing up and like me not connecting with my kiddo which I don't think will ever happen fully but I'm just like no I'm not ready for this life I'm not ready for him to be so grown but he, yeah I don't know how or what I'm going to do with that like because I like to put my own spin on everything I do as you guys know so I got to figure out a cool way to do this costume I'm still not over last year when he was marshmallow like he said this year too that he wanted to maybe be messy but I'm like well then you're just going to wear the outfits that you wear every day because he's got the little messy jerseys that also we got this army fam got him ugh And his birthday is coming up. He's going to be eight. Like, what the hell? (laughs) I just always feel like there's like time just whizzes by. Like the fact that I have been out of radio almost a year. Just whoa. Like 23 was not the finest to start, but it's shaping up. 23 is my year to be Jordan. And side note. Speaking of meeting, I knew we got this, fam. Um, Somebody came out to Essex and they said, oh, you know, can I get my boyfriend this, you know, the 23 is my year to be Jordan Candle. I was so excited, you know, because I'm going to be sad to see that design go when it's not 23 anymore. But she ordered a different one that I'm very excited about this design for next year. I also have like all of these different um, concrete candle designs for you guys to see too. Lots of pop-ups coming up. The next one that I know of is November 25th. It's in Walkersville. I've done that one four times now. Um, Very excited for that one. And I'm looking for a couple more to squeeze on in there. There might be some in Rockville, which I'm excited because, you know, that was the stomping grounds for the radio station. So I will be doing that. It's just a very full couple of months. And I feel like life is just moving right along. But I need to stop and think about that more often. Because... I really thought around this time last year that my whole life was going to be over. That everything that I loved and held dear was going to be ripped out from underneath me. And don't get me wrong, there was a lot of it that was. But it's so crazy about how sometimes people can catastrophize things in their own head that aren't really as bad. And I don't mean to be like, you know, condescending when I say that because I'm talking about myself here. It's like I thought and I was so scared and I thought that I would just literally like, crawl into myself and end up not being anything or anyone that I wanted to be. I thought that I was going to have to go and just not follow my dreams anymore. That, to me, my husband said this in one of our question quizzes or whatever last time, that that's my biggest fear, like not death itself, but like dying, not having reached my full potential. It gives me goosebumps every single time. But yeah, it's crazy what a different mindset I have. And it only took me a year to do it. (laughs) Not a year yet, but almost. But that's okay because, you know, healing and grief is not linear. And you guys remind me on the daily to not forget who the fuck I am. Remember how I used to always say, my old producer told me that one time when I was getting on the stage on Jingle Ball and I was so scared that I was almost ready to cry. And he looked me in the face and you're Riley motherfucking Couture. Speaking of which one of my og i can't even call her listener fam anymore she still is but she's fam now got me the most amazing birthday present all of you guys did all of you guys but the birthday is like still trickling out which i'm not mad at but she literally designed with her friend that's an amazing amazing artist and if she doesn't get this as a side gig i swear to god because <laughs> she like kind of does it as a passion, but not as a business. Like turn that into a business girl. I'm a little miss business woman now, but it was a painting that she literally scoured my Instagram to find my maternity photos. When I had them with lyric in all of the graffitied walls in old fourth ward in Atlanta. And it's one of my favorite pictures ever taken of me because it was when Justin Bieber was going around in the city and having like his artists do like graffiti art around. So I had to go find this and it's this like Yeti that's got his tongue out. So I climbed up this fucking little like it was like a, on a hill uh, and I climbed up this sucker with my leather pants on and my jean jacket and basically just a bra on underneath that or the leather jacket with my fucking Nike dunks stuck my tongue out with my red hair and I just love this photo and I love that she took that. She was trying to take all the things that meant everything to me throughout the years of my life and put it into one piece of art. And oh my God, I, she killed it, killed it. She had like little nuggets in it, like a music note for lyric, a couture crown for Riley Couture that was red and blue for Marshall for the police. It had, um, a little paw for pink. Like I just, I can't even gush about it enough. It's just the most thoughtful thing. And then another one of you, we got this fam, sent Marshall and I an early anniversary present. And it was the stars, like the consolation of our wedding where we got married in Newmarket. Now I just have to find how I'm going to redecorate some of my house <laughs> to find the perfect places for this stuff. Because it's just, I don't know, like it just makes my home even happier to have you guys in it. To have you guys just give me tokens of happiness, it's not about whatever it is, like, you know, like, I just, I'm so grateful, so, so grateful for every single piece of things that you guys give me, every single thing. And my sons, and I don't mean just presence. I just mean, like, lifting me up and being there and believing me still, because when you have that, you really have a lot more than you really ever realize. And that makes me really happy to have my We Got This Army. I love you guys to the ends of the earth and back again. Well, I hope you guys have a really great Monday. And I'm going to talk to you on Wednesday when we do Ask Riley. So if you got a question, podcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the merch that's there. And if you want to support the podcast and be part of the We Got This Army and get all the perks like the insider videos and the goodies and the coupons and the discounts to my events. And exclusive videos and things to extra audio on the podcast and video. Um, please do me a favor, sign up at reallyrileepodcast.com because we got to keep the lights on here. <laughs> um, I'm just like a giggle fest today. But yeah, you can hit me up on social. Any questions, comments, concerns? If you want to give me a little review, I would love that. Riley Couture on Instagram and um, Facebook, TikTok's Riley Couture7, House of W by Riley on Instagram and TikTok. And Really Rally Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. And side note, if you guys want to get some more insight on me and manifestation and you want to learn how to do vision boards, you guys asked and I answered. The vision board event is going down in, oh my God, less than a month. And side note, it's 35% sold out already. So I would get on that if I was you, if you want to come hang. Because a lot of you guys have been asking me where am I going to be next? So I love connecting with you. And this one's going to be really, really special because Last one I did was really focused on love and how I like manifested Marshall. And I'm still going to go into all of that because a lot of you guys have been wanting to know that. Um, But I want to go into a lot more things too, career wise, business wise, just little ways that you would think are fucking crazy of manifesting that actually work. Like simple things that you should not ignore. I'll just give you this one tip before I go. When you're manifesting things, you need to pay attention. Like I was looking at this one stone. I can never say it. da. It's like a black and pink stone. And it's really about like self-love, realization, letting go of old things from the past. And it's like, oh my God, I really need to get more of those. Well, one of the OG listeners came out to the Essex day and gave me a birthday present with a bracelet that had that in it. And I was like, oh my God, full body goosebumps. So, you know, I'm going to talk about all those things that you shouldn't just fluff away as dinks because they're the universe talking to you. So if you want to get in on that, there is a link on my Instagram um, in my link tree. Or if you want to DM me, I will be more than happy to send you the link for it. But please get on that because I don't want you to get FOMO. Like I started getting all of the vision board stuff. Like I already got the big cork boards that are framed really nice. So it can look like artwork. I got all of the findings, all of the stickers. I got pens. I got scissors. I got all the things. And... I started looking at all of the goodie bags that I'm going to give you. Ah, oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. And somebody asked me, like, is dudes ever go? I'm like, uh, they haven't yet, but I think you should be the first one. It's literally just like something for everyone. And it's going to be at the most amazing event venue ever. I'm very excited, as you can tell. So I hope you have that. <laughs> I talk for a living, I swear. I hope you guys have a great couple of days and I will see you on Wednesday and thank you so much for listening. Love you. It's really Riley.